conversate for a few. Hustle, welcome. Man, they had to send me Hustle from Raleigh, live from NC With your hosts, John and Allen Relate to the two You are now listening to Conversate for a few Check it on SoundCloud, debate with your crew They talking hip-hop from the late to the new From July till June end No Fridays for me, tune in Please listen to this podcast 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 Please listen to this podcast. 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 Conversate for a few. Welcome to the next episode of Conversate for a Few. I'm Jonna. I'm Alan. This is not a podcast about classical music. Absolutely is not. This is a podcast about hip hop. What we doing today, bro? Talking about unsung figures in hip-hop i like it i like it okay so uh we always end up talking about Mm -hmm. you know the people that we know run the show we know that people we know get the spotlight right uh but that leaves off some people that put in some real uh significant work some groundbreaking work in a lot of times and they don't get to shine and they don't get talked about and it's, and then they kind of get written out of the history books. That's true. You know? And I know me being what six years older than you, my, my list may skew a little older. I don't know. Um, but if it does, well, if it doesn't, then hopefully we'll be able to spend some time and put some, some <clears throat> newer unsung people on the list. Cause I don't know how your list is gonna go. Cause I don't, you were saying you was wondering if we had some of the same people. I'm almost certain we got at least two, two or three of the same people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, think we'd probably end up with at least two. At least two, right? All right. So, what do you think? So you where to start? Yeah. What you think? What you where, where you want to start? Okay, with? I'm going to start with um. I'm gonna start with. Q-tip. Oh, wow. and I know that we talked about him. I don't believe I, be- I believe he's an unsung figure in hip hop. I know people know of him. They know of Tribe Called Quest. Certain people, when they talk about, depending the age group, when they mm-hmm. cite their ten favorite hip hop albums, they're going to Low End Theory or Midnight Marauders is going to fall in there somewhere. Right. You know, what I mean, depending on age group. Right. But I don't feel like. And when we say, and so just to give a little bit of context, when we say unsung mm-hmm. figures in hip hop, that's they, all of the people are known, but they are not right. really talked about, or they're not right. their name isn't mentioned in a high in in the light of or in high regards as other names such as a Jay, a Nas, mm-hmm. a Timberland, certain major players, or Russell. You know what I mean? So. Right. Uh, so that's what that's what I'm saying. So yeah, people know Q-Tip, but if you really understood what he's done, and of course, recently on our um, last podcast dealing with the 25th anniversary of the album release, The Infamous, we talked about Q-Tip, his contributions to Mob Deep, his mentorship to Havoc. Right. 
You know what I mean? But right. in how they had a whole era where they kind of shifted. And he's largely responsible for that. Uh, kind of shifted the whole narrative and, 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 and sound of hip-hop for a moment. But he's done so much from producing Nas, um, One Love, singing yep. the hook. That's him on the hook. And let, and I want to say that, too. He started a lot of stuff other people picked up on, like Pharrell. Pharrell came to the point where he was selling the beat. with, But when you bought mm-hmm. the beat, the hook was included in it. Mm-hmm. Q-Tip that's had fair. done that multiple times, not just on One Love, but he had done that on uh, on other records. When he's yeah. singing the hook on the on the um doing the hook on the joint he produced. Um so I think we gotta put a little bit more respect on Q tip name and he's really to me a hip hop icon. His his rhyming is ill as hell. He's a straight up dope rapper and lyricist, and he can give you a hit. And mm-hmm. he can he can produce pretty much any kind of feel any type of uh, style of hip hop you want. He can produce with the best of them and spit with the best of them. I agree with everything you said. I don't. I don't. I think. I think Q Tip is not only unsung because of uh, what he. I think he's unsung because most people that would list those albums at his as their favorite albums don't know he produced those albums right right so that's one thing he's he's completely unsung in in that regard his name is is known and he's super famous but it doesn't ring out for everything that it should ring out for i think right. it's the thing right um like there is you mentioned it but there is no pharrell without q-tip there is no kanye without q-tip mm-hmm you know what I mean? And those are two people whose names would ring out that don't, you know, that wouldn't make anybody's unsung list. But they don't exist without Q-Tip. Mm-hmm. You know, and you mentioned uh, One Love, he produced for Nas. Let's not forget that he did the World Is Yours remix. Yes. Yeah. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget the deep the cuts. Remix. What? Mm-hmm. Let's not forget the deep cuts like Hot Sex on the Platter. That was out around the same time. Right. Like he right. was going crazy. He was going crazy. <laughs> he was going and, crazy. And, 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 and one of the things is is how many artists that dropped their first project in 1990 is still relevant to drop a project that anyone cares about in 2017. Right. 2016 with right. the last Tribe album that came out. But um, so that, I mean, that's big. Because a lot has happened and changed in hip hop from 1990 till where we are in 2020. Well, but he's been relative consistent. He didn't fall off. Well, I'm gonna tell you the truth. It, it's not even that he didn't fall off. I can't. There's not even really product to speak of. There's not a gang of product from Q-Tip in between the last Tribe album and the. I mean the 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 last. Tribe album from back in the day, yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. the last one we actually received. There's not a lot of content from you know what I mean mm-hmm. in there. But what that speaks to is just like the Rolling Stones or the Eagles became legacy artists, and they can come back together and create an album and go on tour 
40 years after they created their last project because their stuff is so timeless and the kind of music they create is so great. That's why they could do it. Q-Tip and Tribe Called Quest are one of the first great legacy artists of hip-hop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they they could... If Q-Tip decided to, I know they wouldn't anymore because God, God, uh, God rests uh, Fife and rest in peace, but I know they wouldn't do it anymore, any more Tribe albums, but Tribe could drop an album every 10, 15 years, and it's still going to be classic, boom bap, meaningful, contextual hip-hop. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Just like, just like the Eagles would give you good classic rock every time they come. Every time they give you product, it's going to be classic rock. Right. The, the Avid brothers are going to be the same way 20 years from now. Right. You know, it's just that, you know, it's just we found that pocket. I think, yeah, you. that's a good, that was a good one, Q-Tip. I hadn't had him down here. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't even have thought Q-Tip. Q-Tip is almost so famous that I didn't think about him being unsung. Right. But he's certainly unsung. Mm-hmm. Certainly unsung. Well, since you went, you got anything else you want to say about Tip? Uh, um, no, I mean that that was pretty much it, and we don't even have to um, talk about. But even down to his acting, he he's just as an artist to me, to me, and and I've always felt like this, you know, at least most of my adult life, that Q-Tip is the definition of a true artist across the board mm-hmm. and whatever sure. art type you mentioned yeah i don't care what art it is he's got he's he's he tapped in yeah you know he's a he's a he's a precursor to people like asap rocky mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's wild but you can you can you see what i mean though like right he was he was he was fashion high fashion but when it was weird yeah yeah you know what I mean? Like Q-Tip was on, on was at runway shows when it was weird, right? Yeah, yep. And he, but, but see, this is another reason as to why I feel like he's unsung because he was being deemed as weird at a time where weird wasn't pop culture. Well, being right. weird wasn't like the thing to do. Like, just think of some of the things like that you mentioned. That he did if Jay Jay Z if he had done the same weird type of stuff, he wouldn't be mentioning the same <laughs> like that he's t- mentioning now. I'ma tell you the truth. He well, the thing is, I think some of the stuff that Jay started doing later on that people did deem weird, I think came from his connection to people like Tip. Okay. Cause you know, when Jay started wearing flip-flops and shit, that shit was all it was still weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real talk, like with the the things that I'm talking about being weird, shouldn't have ever been considered weird. Yeah, you understand what I mean? Like that's the stuff I'm talking about. Like being into fashion and being at at fashion shows and being in the art and yeah. wearing your wearing mm-hmm. flip flops if you choose to. Like I ain't never gonna wear none, but if you <laughs> choose, you know what I'm saying. Like, but if you choose to, that's your thing. You know, having your feet out if that's your thing. You know, but. You know, wearing being on the beach with your with your with your with your little knickers roll up and shit. Yeah, know? what's crazy is like I'm familiar with a lot of stuff that Q-Tip produced, but yo, I don't know why I didn't know this, but on Pusha T, 
album, The Darkest Before Dawn, that joint, mm-hmm. he produced the joint FIFA. Doom, doom, tsh, doom, doom, doom. Yo, oh, this is like my favorite joint up there, yeah. <laughs> Tip still getting it in. That's crazy. Yeah, That's he's still out here crazy getting it joint. in. Yeah, I like that joint too. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, Tip still getting it in out here. Yeah. That's nuts. I mean, why wouldn't he be? Hell, he just did uh, the Crazy Um Tribe album. Right. And that's nuts. So, yeah. There's no reason he shouldn't be here. Yeah, he, he stayed in his own. Yeah. Well, um, if that's all we got on tips. Yeah. Who um so who was the your first one? I'm gonna keep it with the MCs, man. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Grandmaster Cash, bro. Wow. So yeah. didn't expect that. But he's definitely he's definitely a unsung hip hop figure. Uh, and that's just based on because being a pioneer of it. Man. I mean like, he's, he's a, a pillar of hip hop. He's almost like the erased pillar. Like he's he is mm-hmm. the pillar. Yeah. You don't get to all these other records without Cass. True. You know, and I mean to to be speaking on unsungs and not mention the guy that didn't even get to sing his record. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the 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 record that became the beginning of the music industry. Right, being being uh, what uh, rappers delight. Mm-hmm. Cash wrote rappers delight. Right, and not for them intentionally. Nah, hell no. Nah. <laughs> I mean, the man said the dude starts the rhyme. Check it out. I'm the C A S, C A S A, the N O V A, and the rest is the letter the F L A uh, F L Y, right? Casanova Fly. Mm-hmm. None of them name in the song was Casanova Fly. Right. The dude stole the, the he took the man verses so much that he spelled the man's name. He didn't even put his own name and he, he spelled the man he stole the verses from in the song. Because <laughs> maybe I was fumbling on my and I want to make sure I'm saying this clearly, bro. Yeah, I'm pulling up. Big Bank Hank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stole the man, stole Grandmaster Cass verses so hard that he spelled Cass name in the song. Right. Come on, man. If that ain't if that ain't the meaning, if that ain't the epitome of unsung. Yeah. I don't know how I don't yeah. know how much more unsung you can get. Right. Me. Yeah. And you 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 correct. He said, check it out. I'm the C-A-S-A, the N-O-V-A, and the rest is fly. Mm. <laughs> no, I think and the rest is F-L-Y. Yeah, well, pardon me. And, and yeah. the rest is F-L-Y. Yeah. Yeah, come on, man. If you don't get out of here. That's bad, man. You bad. don't get out of here, man. Like, I don't know, but. It's just one of them things, and and I and I've seen some interviews. And if you dig enough in hip hop, that's the thing you got to dig to know this information. This ain't some stuff that you're just gonna turn on a, 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 a let's say a random 
DVD about hip hop or a random documentary or something about hip hop. Not even mean DVD, I meant documentary. Right. About hip hop, you probably not gonna hear Kaz's name. There's certain right. ones that definitely pay homage, but there's some ones that's gonna start with Run DMC, bro. Right. They're gonna start with Rappers Delight. They're gonna start mm-hmm. with, you know what I mean? They're not gonna start with the origin of where it came from. They said his first block party was out there with uh, in '74 with Cool Hurt, right? And we all know Cool Hurt is the Godfather of the whole thing, right? Right. So if Godfather, like the like Cool Hurt is the is the DJ that was the Godfather, the MC that's the Godfather's cast, right? And maybe Cool Hurt needs to be mentioned right alongside cast. Right. I agree. I was gonna say. You that. I mean. I, I'm sure. So I'm saying Cool Hurt now. Um, he wasn't on my list because I think we we've ha- we have a lot of conversation. I hear a lot of yeah, conversations. Yeah, he's about mentioned cool a lot. Yes, you know. Yeah. I, I still think he's unsung, but he's not as unsung to, as Kaz, right? To the degree that Kaz is unsung, I guess that. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. So that's 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 my first one that i wanted to throw out there grandmaster cash right and you can't and, and the reason why he he should be mentioned in higher regards is because of the extremely critical and pivotal role he played in mm. hip-hop getting it started in the development of hip-hop going from streets to jam sessions in the park to actually on waxing to radio and to billboard Facts. Facts. Think about it from this perspective, right? If we get the opportunity, right, to do a record, we fall upon the opportunity to do a record. And this is for a style of music that ain't nobody ever done a record for. Right. And they put us in the studio and the and the person whose verses I think are good enough to be on the first record are Grandmaster Cass's. They not my own. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Right. The person, the the one person that's doing it well enough around the people that got the opportunity was Grandmaster Cass, not the people right. that even got the opportunity. That's insane. Yeah. And he was doing it so well. These that they knew the verses, fam. Pre-recorded. Right. This is the first recording is is the that's the thing something I think needs to be talked about. Right there. That's that's the part that makes this unsung. Think about that, the perspective, right? The first song to be recorded is is uh Rapper's Delight, right? Yep. So what were they listening to to learn his verses? Right. Him. 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 Mm-hmm. Him. He was rocking that many parties. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure they made they made tapes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they probably made yeah, they made tapes. But mm-hmm. did they? But but did they? Yeah, did they? we don't know. Hold on, bro. I don't did know they? for a fact. Nigga, I know what kind of tapes was around when I was a kid. Won't nobody recording on no eight track. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, I don't ever remember seeing a recordable eight track. Yeah, well, that's wild as to how they stole that. Crazy. 
that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Maybe I have to ask my parents, like, but I know that I know the 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 stereo in my crib that had the eight track player on it didn't have no function where you could record on no eight track. Yeah. The, it I was didn't do it. I put it to you that way. So all that recording on tapes and stuff, that's way later, dog. Them little right. tapes is way later than 74, as far as my understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we got to look into that. Yeah, we got to look into that. Yeah, we got to look into that. Like, wow. Yeah, we got to look into that. But that's that's needless to say, unsung for sure. Grandmaster Cass. Grandmaster Cass unsung for sure. Who you got? Woo. Oh man. I'm gonna stay uh DJ Kid Capri. Ooh. DJ okay. Kid Capri. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go there with it because <clears throat> Familiar with, okay, he super dope with mixtapes. He hosted, I mean, hosted Def Comedy Jam. And I'm just showing, like, where, where people have left their, he, he's done stuff that has left his imprint in the culture of hip-hop enough that he should be mentioned in higher regards, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so from being the DJ for Def Comedy Jam, which... When I say that name, if that don't bring back no memories, then you don't even understand what I'm saying. That's right. Why DJ Capri is, you know, what I mean, an unsung yeah. hero. DJ Capri uh, lent some credibility to that show. Absolutely. All right. I just wanted to make sure that's, right. that's a statement. He lent he led some he lent some credibility to that show. Right. He sure did. Yeah. You know what I mean? And from there, when you think of his his DJing, um down to his production like let, let's be clear he did it's like that which is one of the dopest cuts on jay-z our heart not life album mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to his narration on kendrick lamar damn album Ooh, i forgot all about that what happened, what happened on Earth Earth stays? Stays yeah like, he said <laughs> a lot of and he he is he's played um key roles in a lot of great projects too i just mentioned but also of course just being you know a staple dj in hip-hop as well and you cannot find the hbcu homecoming that he ain't rocked the shit out of that's a fact let me tell you something <laughs> that's <man>. a fact <laughs> come on with it and did you know kid capri was the first dj to own his own tour bus yeah i was gonna get to that that's yep, okay yep okay yep. okay yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a trendsetter. Trendsetter. <laughs> trendsetter. I mean, because that means something. Like, he's not, he's 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 the first to realize, yo, I, I'm good everywhere. I'm not local. Mm-hmm. At a time when DJing was a local thing. Yeah. You got to think about the era. Like, DJ, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was a very local thing for it, in the, it when he came up. Yeah, yeah. The, like Capri parties and all that stuff. That stuff didn't start till way later. The DJ being the highlight of the party, as far as my understanding, being yeah, you bringing DJ Kid Capri or DJ SNS and all that stuff, Ron G down. Yeah, or, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. was that that 
that started during the Capri era. Like he helped bring that in, usher that in, is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that kid Capri. Wow. So I see your I see your DJ. Yeah. And I'm and I'm gonna raise you a DJ. Not necessarily raise, but I'm gonna throw a DJ at you, right? Yeah. We're going with Clark Kent. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, DJ Clark Kent. Okay. Yeah, we're going with Clark Kent. And I'm gonna say I have I have a small list as to why I think Clark Kent. And you know where I'm gonna start. You know where I'm going. Maybe you know where I'm going to start. There, there is no Brooklyn's finest. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Without Clark Kent, Clark Kent introduced Jay Z and Biggie for the creation of that song. Right. You can you can Google it, YouTube it, and there's stories. There's Clark Kent. T- Clark, damn, Clark Kent telling that story. Right. So. He's the reason that song is his. He's the he is the reason they met. They didn't know each other. So the relationship between Big and Jay-Z is, you know, it come is mm-hmm. it's via Clark Kent. Yeah. So that right there is important. That's that's in the the day after they met, they didn't even finish the song that day. The day after they met, Jay recorded the Dead Presidents video and Big is in the video. So they became fast friends. Right. You know what I mean? The next day he's in in the man's video. So Clark Kent is responsible for every Biggie and Jay-Z feature that we ever got. Right. In that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one that put Dame and Jay-Z together. And, and that's that right there submits. <laughs> yep. Submits his legacy in hip hop. I mean, it's other he, stuff, but I'm just saying. I mean, that is big. He put Biggie and Jay Z together. And he Dame put Jay Z and Dame together. Yeah, cool. That's that right. Like you said, that that right there is probably Apex. Mm-hmm. Clark Kent, right? You might say until you realize he's the guy that produced Sky's the Limit. Right. Pro- right. He's the guy that produced Players Anthem for Junior. He is. He is. He is. He's the (laughs) guy that produced a whole bunch of bangers. So it's like, Mm -hmm. yo, let's, uh, I mean, a whole heap in helping. uh, Like, he really did some things. Uh, I mean, he he did a couple joints on. um, He did three. He did three on Reasonable Doubt. He did Brooklyn Finest, Coming to Age, Coming to Age, and Cashmere Thoughts. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah that that dude. Is he, he did love a boy for Mariah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that I mean, and and from my understanding of what other people in the industry say about him, he has one of the greatest minds of hip hop history. Like his knowledge of hip hop is impeccable. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I've heard him talk, and it really is. It really is, yo. He he, I mean, he's still getting them off too. The dude did the the joint I don't like from Kanye, mm-hmm. where um, where he had little, the joint with little uh, little flip, a little pump, little pump, yeah, yeah, that that crazy song Clark right. produced that. <laughs> That's funny. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, it went though. Oh yeah, it went, it went. He he actually he found shine. 
You know what I mean? Like, he brought Jay-Z to the game. He brought Big to Jay-Z. He brought Sean to Puff. Like, come on, bro. He produced Guys the Limit, one of the most perfect hip-hop songs in all hip-hop history. Right. So, let's, I mean, Clark Kent is unsung. Right. <laughs> Who you got? Woo! Um, uh, hopefully, we don't start uh so now I'm about to say a group. Okay. And this group is famous, but we remember this is unsung hip hop figures. Okay. These people, or at least one of them, the main what you would consider the front man, is never brought up in nothing hip hop ever mm. for the most part. And that is uh, called Fresh Prince and Jazzy whoa, Jeff. Oh, yo, I thought about putting Jazzy Jeff on my list, yo. Yeah. Yo, unsung, yo. Unsung, unsung. Yeah. DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince are unsung. For real. But, and, and how could they be when, you know what I'm saying, for parents just don't understand in 89, they got the first hip-hop Grammy. That's right. You know what I mean? And... And they got a Grammy for Summertime, but that was, what, two years later, I think, or a year later. But when we talk about, you know what I mean, like, influential people and the greats of hip-hop, like, like our heroes in hip-hop, that's not, I don't think that's good that they, that they don't come up ever. Well, the thing is, is they, they don't did come a up. Lot and open a lot of doors. Man, they did a lot. Did a lot ain't the work. I'm gonna keep it 100, yo. Yeah. They got caught in the same thing that Hammer got caught in. Yeah, we we discussed they that. They got too, too. They got too big for the culture for, at the time. Yeah, at the time. Mm-hmm. They got accepted. They got accepted by by people that we wasn't ready to be. That we didn't. We wasn't ready for our people to leave us seemingly for their validation yet. Mm-hmm. And and you gotta think they they that coupled with the fact that they wasn't doing the most aggressive version of hip hop, right? So it was easy for 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 outsiders to glean for outsiders of the culture to glean, you know what I mean? To 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 glom onto it to be like, yo, this is ours too, because they were making it palatable, right? But that doesn't mean it wasn't good hip hop, right? Right. right. Because mm-hmm. it was great, hip-hop, yeah. Now it, hands down, it's nothing you can say, like. Fred, and he even said this one time. There's only one time Fresh Prince appeared on Rap City, and I remember he said that I choose. The, they they asked him, and I forgot who was the host at this time. I think it was the last kind of person to host it. Uh, but mm-hmm. he asked him, you know, why do you think like you're not mentioned with greats or whatever? You know what I mean? And he said he felt like it was because of the style of music that he was making he said but he said give me a, he said give me a pen he said i can write with the best of them if i was making gangster music i could write dope gangster like whatever i wanted to write i can do it you know what i mean and and mm-hmm. i believe that just based on his level of talent and that he's already displayed in hip-hop but also in other endeavors we don't even have to mention you know acting <laughs> right you know I mean? right he, he, but they he 
he's done a lot. Let me let me tell you something. As a, I, I was as a hip hop artist. Artist for sure, for sure. And then and then we talking about Jazzy Jeff, if I'm not Ooh, mistaken, yeah. in, invented the, the transform scratch. Mm. If that's not, if I'm not mistaken, he came up with the transform scratch. That's that's what my understanding is. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. And I would like to ask some DJs that. So remind me to ask uh Paradigm. I'm a, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna ask him. But I think that that's what I remember. Um but I was listening, I, I mentioned this earlier that I was I was I was watching Jay-Z's or the the 25 or the anniversary joint, whatever of reasonable doubt on title there's a couple different versions of this documentary but i was watching the title version right yeah oh I... and mm-hmm. and jay-z was recording a song well they they talked about a song he recorded for the first album and he was doing some of the some of the verses from it acapella in front of a crowd and i was listening to it yesterday and i was like oh shit that's a will smith song <laughs> that's just a gangster will smith friend of foe is a gangster Will Smith song, right? Because it's got the same. It has the, it, it has this, it has the levity of of a Fresh Prince song. You you mean like the the characters he's speaking right. back and forth? Yeah, like the inflections on the voice. Inflections on the voice. Do that. You know what I'm saying? That's a that's a that's a kid. That's a Fresh Prince song, dog. That's pretty much parents don't understand. Right. Parents just don't understand, but gangster. But gangster. I think absolutely. I can beat Mac Tyson, but gangster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was like, yo, that's crazy. And then today you bring bring them up in this conversation, like that's that's dope. Yeah, and I found just to confirm, uh, you are right about him in inventing the Transformer scratch because on. PBS.org, they did a um, special called The Art of Turntablism. And it mm-hmm. and part of the article says um, DJs began to push boundaries of what they could achieve and rent and a range of new scratches were created. DJ Spin Bad, Cash Money, and Jazzy Jeff transformed turntablism by inventing the Transformer Scratch. So named for the sound it created, which echoed the popular mm-hmm. 1980s cartoon. Yep. Yeah. 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 I remember that from when I was young. I mean, like I told you, my best friend growing up was a DJ. Right. So, like, I got a lot of random DJ knowledge floating around <laughs> in my head that 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 pops to the forefront when necessary. Yeah. Uh, shout out Val too, man. Hope you're doing all right out here, nigga. But um. <laughs> nah, for real. That's that's a real sentiment, yo. I ain't no, seen years. Yeah. I hope the nigga doing all right out here. Yo. No, I feel you know what's funny, man. Is if you're gonna stop laughing when I'm dead serious, people gonna stop laughing when I talk and I'm dead serious. Yo, this I be serious. Yeah, you know why I was laughing because I was thinking about like unsung figures in hip hop, and like he was a big part of uh, you coming up. Uh, that's a fact, unsung so I was like, we gotta give him a better, (laughs) we gotta give him a better shout out. He an unsung hip hop figure in your early life. Facts, yo. Like people have no idea how 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 important Val was to my to to me in hip hop. Yeah, you know, in my in my growth through hip hop, like the first shit. Uh man, till I I could say till I was about 
16, 15, 16 mm-hmm. is kind of when I started kind of doing the completely solo thing. Yeah, yeah. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But everything prior to that was me and Val. Dance partners, rap partners, it didn't matter. You see what I'm saying? Everything right. was me and Val to that point. And I think when I was about 15, 16, it's like really when I was, it's, it's, it was like, okay. It started getting a little different. But other than that, yeah, so yeah, you're right. I think we got to do better with uh, mm-hmm. my shout outs to Val, man. <laughs> you're right. It's, I love that nigga, though. That's my dog. Yeah. But, um, man. DJ Jazzy Jeff, yeah, Fresh and, Prince, bro. That's a great one. Right. And, and you know what I mean? Um, and, of course, he did more even when him and Will Smith worked uh, together as a group. And he went on to do, you know, to start Touch of Jazz Productions. And he's done, mm-hmm. he's, he's, like, responsible almost for a lot of those Philly artists coming up, like, um, from Flowetry to Music Soul Child. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, uh, Jill Scott. Jill Scott, all of them, yeah. Helping them, producing for them. Yep. Let's say, let's say DJ Jazzy Jeff is a pillar of the Neo Soul movement. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unsung. 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 Because you're not gonna you Come won't get the it. surgence of that Neo Soul sound and feel it without um DJ Jazzy Jeff. In particular, those and you notice most of them are, are Philly natives. Right. That's a fact. That's a, wow. That nigga really put Philly on, yo. He really put Philly on. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Uh. Shit. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince, yo. Um. Hmm. Trying to figure out where I want to go next, yo. <laughs> well, I'm going to go on, man. I'm going to go. I'm going to talk about somebody I know personally, man. I'm going to go home team, man. We got to talk Carl Kanai, bro. Yo, so, so you know, he was one of mine. Where? He on your list? So, he was on my list, but it was up in the air whether or not I was going to mention him. Ah. Uh, so, I'm glad okay, you did. Okay. So, that just takes that. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Yeah, we got to talk. Lil' Carl Kanai, bro. Like, bruh. I, I mean, the fact that he may be, along with uh, Grandmaster Cass, the epitome, one of the epitomes of Unsung. Uh-huh. Because we know all these labels, all these fashion labels, all these fashion houses. Right now, Virgil Abloh is the head designer at Louis Vuitton. That's big. Yeah. That's big. There is no way in the hell any of that happens without Carl Kanai. Right. He is the originator. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Okay. We know Dapper Dan. You see what I'm saying? Right. And we and we know what he did. Dapper Dan, though, for his for the way he was creating, he was a four, he was a four, he was a forefather. You see what I'm saying? But it was straight street level. Right. You know what I mean? Carl Kanai was able to take 
that ingenuity though and move it into a the a viable marketplace where you can catch Carcanai and Macy's Belks all over the nation. And this is a a young black designer from Flat right. Brooklyn. Right. You know what I mean? A young black designer from Flatbush, Brooklyn. You know what I mean? His stuff is in the same stores right alongside uh, your polos and your hill figures and everything. Right. And when I'm telling you, hip hop supported this oh, man. Yeah, bro. Every the the people you the people you named as your earliest legends was in Call Kanai. Absolutely, all of them. All Which of in them turn made big. us be in Call Kanai. Facts, facts. And if we couldn't get in the car canal, we wanted we could we got in the car canal, we can get yep. our hands on. You know what I mean? Big, pop, puffy, um, Nas. Mm-hmm. Man, name name a name a rapper that wasn't in, in right. car Anyone that you'll name, you we can pull up a picture of them in car canal at some point. Yeah. Right. From from 1990, what, three, 93, 94 to shit. When I would say when Fat form kind of took over. Yeah. And 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 then there's a time where Fat Farm didn't really take over. It just became part of the scene. So there was Carcanai, Walkerware, Fat Farm. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like there was a time where there was like three or four different Fubu. Those were about the four. Maurice Malone. That were early. Right. You know, Carcanai was first. I'll say. Fubu was probably second, then Fat Farm, then you know what I mean, Walkerware. Yeah. Th- those are the ones. And Maurice Malone was. They all came up together because I've heard Alice Walker talk about. I think that's her name. I've heard her talk about being coming up with Carl Kanai and Maurice Malone, being at the Magic Show, which I didn't know what the Magic Show was until I met Carl Cologne. I mean, Carl yeah. Cologne, Carl Kanai. And he told us about this big, uh, it sounds like it would be about magicians, but it's a big fashion convention out in Vegas that they hold every year. Uh, and, um, you know, when you have a new line coming, that's where you go out there and see if you can garner support and and uh, sponsorships and, you know, investors and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, man, but but Kalkanai, dog, I, I don't know. I'm sure somebody would have tried it. You know what I mean? So maybe it's hyperbole to say none of this happens without him. You yeah. Because I, like I said, somebody would have tried it, but he's the one that did it. Right. And and at that level. And at, he's the one that did it at that level. He's the one that he's the one that took it to the level where everybody in the world could see the black man right. doing it. And not just the black man, the black man from hip hop. Name the black man before him, before Carl Kanai. Yeah, hard press. Don't know him. Don't know him. I don't know him. Right. Straight up. And I fuck with clothes. I don't know him. That's a crazy question to answer. You ask ask anybody to fuck with fashion, be like, yo, name the black man before Carl Kanai. Name name anybody in hip hop before Carl Kanai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was doing it. The only the, the only one is Dapper Dan, but we talking about to the level of Carl. And Dapper Dan should get his too. Don't right. get it wrong. But but like I said, 
Carl took it to the next level, bro. To the next level. Yeah, he did. And we could say he, we could say they, and they say years active for Carl Kanai. They don't even have years active for that nigga because he still. It, I mean, I don't know when he started. Ninety three, ninety four, like I said. But that's mine. Okay. All right. Man. I'm at uh now this I don't I originally wasn't going to say well no 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 I'm not even gonna go there yet. I'll save that one. I'll save that one. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Lupe Fiasco. Oh shit. Yeah. So <laughs> Lupe Fiasco, I believe he has enough time in. He has over a decade in to because I feel like you came out this year, you may be dope or whatever, but like you can't we can't call you um, to be unsung. You have to have been around for a long for a while doing your thing, doing your thing for a while in whatever the specific area of hip hop it is. Um and you've done your thing so well that you got acknowledged for it, but you really don't get the level of respect that and acknowledgement that you should. And I feel like uh, Lupe has been doing it uh, at least I, I know for me, it's been uh, knowing him and his music for 15 years now. So, yeah. so he gave us three, what I believe three classic albums. Um, we definitely know most people will agree with, well, one of them, or maybe two, but definitely that first Food and Liquor album. Now, the thing is, is that, but not only that, he's he made he made um, he made Asian art pop. Before before I heard anyone, any other artist talking about Goyard, it was him. Mm-hmm. He made anime asian anime pop which is super huge now to date super huge but also marrying hip-hop with the skateboard culture Mm. and Mm -hmm. of how like i i felt like he was the last i I say this and you'll understand it i like because jay is older older than me and nas is a, a little older than me even though Nas, I consider in my my time, even though he dropped when I was in eighth grade, right? But yeah, Nas right, my age. But I feel I always call Lupe the Nas of of my era, right? And that okay. that is to say because at a time where I think you gotta think back in 05, 06, South and crunk music was really popping. I think and. Yeah. Well, at least around that time when he he came out, to me it was like, ah, this is a breath of fresh air. People rapping again. That's actually nice <laughs> talking about something. It's not just a dance and a uh, a song with a dance. Like so, it was that, and he had the cosign. He had the biggest cosign you could get from Jay Z, which they wanted to yeah. sign him to Rockefeller, but he wanted a deal for his record label, First and Fifteenth Records. So. He did. He right. took the deal, which I mean, you know, what I mean, he took did the other deal. He had actually four deals, but 
So he did. So he did that. But Jay Z still ended up being the executive producer of the Food and Liquor album. Um, mm-hmm. And and like I think he just had such a tremendous impact. People acknowledge Lupe Fiasco that he's super dope. He had crazy shows and all that. But when we, I don't. I don't feel like he gets enough praise and mention. He is he is to me one of the goats at it. I can understand that. I I definitely think Lupe Lupe is underrated. Um I'm not the biggest Lupe fan. His music didn't move me. You know what I mean? Necessarily mm-hmm. like I I I understand the quality of it. But when I, you know, I'm talking about dropping a needle on something and it's speaking to my, like, right. moving me. It didn't necessarily move me, but I know how nice he is. You right. know what I'm saying? I think, and I didn't know a lot about how he ended the game until I watched that Joe Budden thing. Him and Joe Budden sat down and talked on that live. Right. And him and him explaining how he got the label deal with 1st and 15th and then coming in, you know, like, I think that, to me, is what makes him unsung. Is those are the things that people just don't know about him. You know, the 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 way he chose to handle his label situation and you know the sacrifices he made and, and, and the, the money he made and the good decisions he made. Right. You see what I mean? I think those are the things that a, a coupled with all of the things that you named, like having uh, possibly three classic albums in a row, um, the cosigns, uh you know the Marion bringing skateboard culture to right. hip hop for the first and, and, and time, even you know, to signing artists like, um, uh, dang, Stat Bundles was the artist mm. on his label, um, and I'm forgetting it was it's two, two others uh, that we know, but it's slipping my mind right now. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, I definitely agree. I I definitely agree with Lupe. Uh, is being unsung. Now, this next person that I'm going that I'm going to mention here, we're going to say he he's unsung in a couple different ways. He's unsung in the hip hop on on the hip hop level on the whole, and he's unsung as a North Carolina native. Okay, I, I, you know I, I mean think like this is this. Ahead. You know where we headed. This one of our own right here, and we don't show this man enough love, yo. Like, this guy deserves his flowers, bro. And I'm talking about Ski Beats. Yeah. Let's talk Ski about Beats, him. bro. Let's talk about him, man. Mr. Dead uh, Presidents. Mr. Rockablock. Right. Okay, so so he is Rockablock, really, right. right? So the dude said on the song Rock a Block, Rockefeller, boom, boom, boom. I'm right. feeling it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so not to say a shout out from Jay Z makes you unsung or makes you legendary, but don't definitely don't hurt you to get it. <laughs> it definitely don't hurt you. But to get that kind of shout out on that on on that song on this man's debut mm-hmm. album lets you. It might not. Maybe maybe it should give you some type of inkling to his involvement in that first album. Right. And if you don't know his full involvement of the first album, you should probably go do some research because the sound of Reasonable Doubt, Jay-Z's first album, one of the most heralded albums in hip-hop, the sound, the the, the sound bed for that album is Ski yeah. Beats. 
There's there's only maybe four beats on it that ain't ski, right? Well, Clark did three. How many did Clark? Uh, So Clark did three. Preen did two. One. What two? He did the the Eagles and which the other Preen do? No, so that might be his only one because I I thought. I thought he did bring it on, but Jazzo actually. Oh, he did. Okay, he did. He did. He Jazzo did. did. Ain't no huh? nigga. I know ja- that. Ja- no, he did. Yeah, he did. Ain't no nigga. Um, put it this way: Dead Prez. Uh, let's just put it up. Shit. Um, and then what? Well, Irv Gotti discography. Did oh, that is uh, one. No, he did one. He did. Can I live? Mhm. I hate how they got it on here. How many he did? He okay. did. Philly yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. That sounds like coming to Camp Low. Mhm. It really does. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? They said. They said the 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 uh. Wikipedia says that Ski did four tracks off the album. Okay. Off reasonable yeah. doubt. Yeah, you know I mean, the way they talk about him, though, is like I would like for y'all to go read the. I mean, not read, but the watch. Just Google it and watch the biography. It's it's from Title. You maybe even still find it on Title if y'all got that subscription. But uh, the way it's spoken about is they got the songs mm-hmm. from Ski, right? And and then they knew what direction to go in for the rest of the album, which makes complete sense. Oh, <clears throat> on why the album sounded right. like it did. Mm-hmm. Like they they got those they, they gave them twenty k in cash, yo. Ah. Yeah. So that that makes about right. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Five grand per right. Mm-hmm. Five grand per beat. And he went. I think Ski is one of the most. I mean, without dead presidents, that you don't. Right. We don't look at Jay Z the same. You don't. You know, you just don't. And I ain't gonna front and act like, uh, you know. Oh, shit! Let me tell you something. One of the songs that you mentioned on. That you threw out there for one of the greatest collab songs ever was mm. Which one was that? Ah, uh, John it Blaze. Sound like it too. <laughs> yep, you can hear it. Streets is watching it, Ski. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, did I say no, that wasn't was, Ski? Uh, it was someone else. It wasn't Ski. Yeah, it wasn't Ski. It was a uh, cat. No, it may have been. I think it was Clark Kent. Yeah. Clark Kent, Jazzo, or Elias. It was one of them wild niggas. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I, yeah. I nominate Ski. No, I, I agree 100%. So, with that, totally, man. though. Um, for the work with Camp Low, mm-hmm. obviously the Jay Z stuff, um, John Blaze being the single, Sporty Thieves. Sporty Thieves weren't hot. They were hot. Yeah. Like, we rocked with, yeah, they was, they was hot. They just didn't, yeah. I don't know what happened. They, they was hot, though. Um, and then he do. I think Ski did the uh, 
Come on, man.
person is a, a, a pillar and who I think she she's the one who created the a dichotomy sound in hip hop where either and even though I know there's a bunch of different sounds but two main sounds a party and then one with more of a street one with more of a message about the everyday man experience and struggle so Sylvia Robinson she's accredited Ooh. with producing rappers delight and producing the message the message. I knew you was so coming with it. I knew you was big. coming with and it when you said Sylvia Robinson. They referred to her as uh, the mother of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, but she doesn't get mentioned. And when I read, and simply when I read articles and stuff about it, she only got presented with um, where, where I saw one, you know, one big award. But that's crazy. Now, do they? It is. Do you? Why do you think that is? Do you think they do her dirty? Oh man, because she's a woman. Do you think they do her dirty because she did artists dirty? Do you think they did her dirty because? Yeah, I, I know. She, mm-hmm. um, and when I say artist doing doing artists right. dirty, so I, I mean, I cast know what get the next nothing. thing you're gonna say is, but I think it's a combination of all three or more of those. Absolutely. The mm. woman, her being, definitely some mm. misogyny probably in it. Um, <clears throat> uh, that's just, you know, studying yeah, sure. like hip hop and the, the dominant narrative about women in hip hop music has not yeah. been the most positive. So I think the misogyny has right. something to do with it. I think pe- how she probably handled business, as you mentioned, Kaz not getting paid, but I bet she got paid because she's accredited with production. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. And, yeah, and I'm sure. Probably some other factors there too. But yeah, but nonetheless, that's that's very major because one, as we already talked about, uh, Rapper's Delight, and then the message, with, which essentially is going to give birth to, you know, the Cool G raps and Nasus. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. she's responsible for the first record. Right. And the most important record. True. In early hip hop. So I mean definitely. She's definitely unsung. Ha- yeah. Like there should be a documentary really? about her. It should be. A a movie for real. You know what I mean? Like I would definitely watch a movie about her story because I want to understand, you know, matter of fact, I'm gonna do some research on Sylvia Robinson. Cause She's got to be looked at. I mean, she yeah, not yeah. At. She, she was, is she's, the first she was hip-hop founder exec. and CEO of um, Sugar Hill Records, and she put out music and was Sugar part Hill. of the group too. Wow. So, as um, misogynistic, what was the name of that group? It was. You see it. Mickey and Sylvia, but. I was reading somewhere that it was there was another okay when it had an actual a name, but yeah, Mickey and Sylvia was like the duo R and B group, but she did like mm-hmm. some actually some rock stuff too. Right, right. So she was gonna get mm-hmm. in the music industry regardless. She just found a good tool, something new and fresh. 
and gave it a shot, put a record out on it, and it worked. That's yeah. crazy. Got to take that chance, yo. So the irony in this, though, is for as misogynistic as hip-hop is or became and is because she didn't get her credit. She's unsung and shit beast. And, and we saying that's partly because of the misogyny of the culture itself and, and the music industry, not just right. the culture of hip hop, but both. Right. And, and essentially it was mm-hmm. started by a woman. Yeah. You know, it started by a woman right. and she can't get her due from it. <laughs> that's crazy. That's, right. that's, you know what I mean? Like that's some of the most unfair shit in the world. Literally, some of the most unfair mm-hmm. shit in the world. Like you, you take the time to start a genre, you know, give give birth to a genre of music. Well, no, you gave birth to the genre yeah. of music, yeah, business, mm-hmm. and you, you know what I mean. You gave birth to it, this genre right. of music entry to the music business, and you can't get no love. The first person they oh man I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna say that I'm gonna keep that one because the first who's the first who's the first hip hop is it when I when I ask you that who, who pops um, in mind honestly um, dang because I don't know the ones before him it was Russell <laughs> I guess I even know though I know is. it was a cold I, know it is. I don't, not to I say don't that know who the dude was like, like you know what I'm saying okay. yeah yeah Fly Ty was his name yeah Fly Ty uh, Fly Ty is fucking underrated unsung yeah yeah you mean yeah, we got to go back and talk about them dudes, man. I need to do a little bit more research before I bring yeah. them up. But the whole cold chilling is unsung. Like, that whole that whole label situation. Um, but they just didn't know what they was doing. That's the thing. They didn't know what they was doing. But, uh, yeah, Sylvia, man. She, I oh, bet yeah, she get I bet. her soon. Now that we brought her up. <laughs> yeah. And and the uh, the climate that we're we're about to be in, oh, yeah, yeah, hit soon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She they'll, she they'll double up. back. It'll she be a new up. one. She probably got it'll be a story. A, it'll be. She, there you go. I, yeah, come on with it. Come on with it. Come on with it. Okay, that was a good one, yeah, nigga. So. You got me on that one, bro. You got me on no, that. And one. I just before we move on uh, to your next one. I want to just mention, this is one of the things I read about that's crazy. Yeah. She had wrote a song because she did R&B too, right? She was, she had her hands in everything. She's doing production, songwriting, yeah. A&R. Yeah. And it started the she label. She was going to make it. She had a song called Pillow Talk. She sent it to Al Green, wanted him to record it. Al Green passed on it because he said his religious beliefs. So she recorded it for herself. It became number uh, number. It became her major hit, but it went number three on U.S. Billboard's. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn, Sylvia won no joke. She was going to get in yep. the music industry. You hear me? One way or the other. She yeah. has his rhymes or not. She was going to get in there. She did it. She was going to get in there. Now, 
the next people I'm going to mention, bro, may come as a bit of a surprise to you. But I'm going to mention them anyway. <laughs> Fucking trap masters. Uh, yeah. Put some, yeah. You know what I mean? Tell JD. <laughs> you tell JD. You know what I mean? You got to respect them. You got to show trap masters some respect. You know what time it is. You, But look, look I'm going to give you one one point that I already know you will mention, but one point that makes track masters yeah. unsung as production, as producers in hip hop, they made arguably the number one the number one hip hop song of all time. Juicy. <coughs> Juicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. I was in, remember, remember that'll this, do yo. It. That'll remember do it. Remember last August, I was in Greece. And I, I was downtown Athens. Mm-hmm. And and we was walking, we sure, was just, well, we yeah, just chilling. We that. checked in our yeah. hotel downtown. And then we was like looking for something to eat. So we just walking around, walked by one like little restaurant lounge type place. And they playing hip hop. I'm like, yo, what, what is that playing? So I go in there. And... The, the music stopped, but I was like, I know they was playing big. I was like, yo, play the record you was just playing. So the girl put the song back on. They was listening to Juicy. Yes, sir. Yeah. And they it was, was all a dream. They was rocking. I used to read Word Up magazine. Come on. Yo. All right. So that's one thing that I, that you know is, I'm going to say makes them unsung. I'm going to read a sentence right here that I don't know that you knew. Cause I don't, and I don't, cause I went searching for it in my research, and I couldn't find right. no other, no other proof of it before our call. Okay. But I just wanted to read this sentence to you. They were soon introduced to a young rapper named Nasty Nas, later known as Simply Nas, and signed him to their Trap Masters imprint. The label's first release was Nas's critically acclaimed Illmatic in 1994, although. Poke and Tone did not contribute beats to the album. Yeah, so that's so I think that's a hundred percent true, and I half knew that because I knew about that Nas was signed to Tone. Yeah, they had Nas was signed. Yeah, yeah, because they had like a deal through Columbia. They had like a a a situation through Columbia, and yeah, they did the same thing. Ali Vegas signed with Columbia, but somehow it was through Trap Masters. Which is why he ended mm-hmm. up on song with Nature. Mm-hmm. Had mad song. He had a bunch of songs with AZ, bunch of songs with Nature, with um, and then of course CNN and a bunch of other people, just not Nas, but everybody else. Um, so I have kind of knew that. But not, I didn't know that really for one for a fact, and I didn't know the full story. Yeah, they said he signed to Trapmasters Entertainment imprint, which makes sense because Steve Stout mm-hmm. went on to become his manager. And Steve Stout is the one that changed the spelling of Trapmasters <laughs> right. once he became their manager. So this is it's starting to make sense. Mm-hmm. And the, okay, so the next big signing was obviously yep. who, and they did a lot of production. Exactly, I remember. And he uh, mentioned them. 
Damn right they did. How to rob? Right. They did Tony power Polk of the dollar. Script, get up ain't shooting out. Well, no, he said Tony Matola ain't shooting out of the hook. Me, but he mentioned Track Masters on a few songs. Fifty. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember he was with the, with them for sure. And then all the J, all the all the uh, oh yeah. all the remixes. They went I mean, the think of how tear. big Street Dreams remix. They was just going crazy. That was insane. And the video. Shit. Yeah, I was talking about Fiesta. yeah. The the fiesta remix. This is why that's why Jermaine. That's what I'm saying. He did joints for Mary, Will, Cam, Mariah, Jayla. Like they. That's J-Lo. what I'm saying. Jermaine Dupree. I feel him. I understand him. But they not a walking apart. And he just gotta. He gotta be a little easy with the with the slick talk towards them. <clears throat> Damn, them niggas did the two Will Smith shits. Name two Will Smith songs, like the big hits, like Miami. Later, he did, they both yeah, shit. I knew Miami it. and Men and You can black. tell Men in Black. It sounds like black. very clean Trap Master. It sounds like Trap Master. It right. sounds like Trap Master. Some shit I right. didn't like. That's it sounds like the Trap Masters I and didn't like. And I didn't like that. But I, but you can tell they did that in Miami. <coughs> yeah, these what? niggas is whole legends out here. Yeah. Whole legend, mm-hmm. unsung ones. Yeah, they unsung for sure. John Claude Oliver, yeah, Hoke, yeah. and Tone Samuel Barnes. This nigga is, but you know, I knew he was the rapper Red Hot Lover mm. Tone. I knew that, but I don't remember <laughs> no music yeah, yeah. Red Hot Lover Tone. I remember the name. You see what I'm saying? But I don't remember. I don't know if he ever even put out music. He had yes, to because I know the name. To. You just didn't familiarize yourself with his music. At all. Like, I don't know any music. I can't think of one Red Hot Lover Tone song. Matter of fact, that's what YouTube is for. I'm looking. Red Hot Lover Tone. Give it up. 1992 Red Hot Lover Tone. For My Peeps, 1995. Jesus. 1992, Winderella. So he kept doing it. Shit, this right here say Red Hot Love Atone featuring Biggie Smalls, Whoa. MOP, and Organized Confusion. Whoa. MC Search featuring Nas, Chub Rock, and Red Hot Love Atone. Back to the Grill. That's crazy. He was yeah. on Back to the Grill. <laughs> What in the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yo, but okay, okay. But let's keep it 100, though. Oh, Part yeah, of yeah. What I, no, no, right. so don't I nobody know who the that. fuck these niggas Look, what here. I'm saying is, don't talk like they ain't got the hits. They got hits and dope music. You, and longevity. Yeah, yeah. That, two different conversations. You're right. You're, yeah. you're absolutely right. That's two different right. conversations. Whether somebody know who they are and whether they got hits, two completely different conversations. But don't nobody know who in the hell these niggas is, bro. Because I was alive during this era, and like this stuff is blowing my mind. When I say alive, I was, right, right, I was right. all the way off the I feel porch. you. Yeah, this is wild. They got this joint with big, organized confusion, and MOP. What yeah. the hell year is that? Yeah. And and earlier today, and as a side note, earlier today, 
I, I was listening to a Ron G mixtape on YouTube, bro. And the first joint on there had Raekwon the Chef, Biggie Smalls, KRS One, Wow, and OC. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah, all yeah. they yeah. all rapped on the song. Yeah. They all spit a spit a six spit a verse for, for Ron G on the on the on the track. Yeah. So it was like an original wow. mixtape joint. That's monumental. Yeah. Monumental. Though. I was like, what is what is this? Yep. No, nah, it's got yeah, it's got Raekwon the Chef, KRS one. Yep, that was it. And and guess what, what song he played right after that? Uh, uh J Rue the damage of the <laughs> bitches. And it and I and I forgot how fire that is too. And Big definitely took that nigga's flow. Yeah, yeah. It's all over the, bitches, it's all know, the over first verse of the bitch. I was like, ooh, <laughs> my God, that's Biggie. It's yeah, right, right, right. Not took it, but he finessed it. I don't want people to get me wrong. If y'all don't understand what I mean, go back to the Mayor's right. episode. We're spreading it on there. Wow. All right. That, so did I go or did you go? That was you. That was you. Masters. That was me. I think, okay. honest. Trap Masters. Honestly, so those are the only ones that I felt passionate about okay had cool. to be mentioned on this episode okay so if that's the case then i got a couple that we can uh-huh. run through real quickly because i don't want to stay on stay on them too long because i only have I, there was that i didn't get to mention one two three four names got it that i didn't get to mention and one of them we've mentioned on the, on the show before it was our uh visuals in hip-hop and we talked about okay. ralph mcdaniels a little bit and he was definitely ralph mcdaniels with video music box was un- he's unsung he is the precursor to umtv raps rap city he's he's the first person that i know of that was making rap videos for real mm, okay you know what i mean like artists could go to artists could artists could independent artists and artists that was trying to get on or whatever could go wow. to Ralph McDaniels and wow. get a video shot in New York. And and not only get a video shot, he had the outlet where they could get it played. Like he shot protecting mm. that. And played it. That's first. crazy. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So that's the kind of thing Ralph McDaniel was doing. And he and he was doing it long before Wu Tang existed. So it I mean, he was people mentioned the box, and I'm almost certain. That when people in LA mention the box, they talking about the same exact the box that Ralph McDaniels had popping in New York. I think he went yeah. national with the whole thing. So yeah. it's super innovative, dog. And, and and matter of fact, he's still doing uh he's doing uh benefit concerts, benefit quote unquote concerts right now, Instagram live joints, uh in conjunction with Mass Appeal and a couple other okay. people. Right now. And I saw an ad, he was in Times Square promoting it wow but yeah unsung man ralph mcdaniels if you don't if you don't know who he is he's he's a guy you should know if you love hip-hop and you love videos then he's definitely a guy you should know um i'm gonna mention these two other two people together because because they kind of because i think this episode really started with me mentioning one of them and that was hitman howie t and I want to mention him alongside Herbie Love. <laughs> okay. 
Mm-hmm. You see, you see where I'm going with that? Because during that era, they would they these two guys, in my opinion, were responsible for some of the most fun hip hop during the era. Because you 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 span in uh with with Hitman Howie T, you looking at Chub Rock, Whoa. you looking at UTFO, you looking at special, you looking at special ed, you looking at the real Roxanne, who I who's the first woman I ever saw in okay. concert. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So <clears throat> you looking at the producers of I Wanna Sex You Up by mm-hmm. Color Me Bad. Right, Hitman right. Howie T's that dude. Um he, he did Heavy D for sure. Lil Sean. Okay. You know what I mean? So he like they ran an era and and Herbie Lovebug, he was out there running around with uh Salt and Pepper, um, Kid and Play, yeah, that that camp, you know what I mean, and 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 Kwame. Okay. So you talking about like this is some right. of the most fun hip hop during during the era, and these two people, they were, oh man, they were kind of Teddy Riley. I can see that. Yeah, I feel you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You see what I'm saying? Like they were kind of Teddy Riley-ish. I could see how Teddy Riley might have influenced them and pulled some things from them because they all came from okay. the same place. You know what I mean? They all in New York, all in Brooklyn, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. That's where Teddy's from. He said Brooklyn. Or is he from Harlem? Yeah, I think he's from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. So, so and, and yeah, so these dudes were uh-huh. mentioned while it's fresh on my mind. Kid Kid and Play talked about how they wrote um they wrote a lot for, um, they learned a lot from Salt and Pepper, but they also wrote for them. Exactly. 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 That these camps right here, uh, the Hitman Howie T camp and the Herbie Lovebug camp, they were examples mm-hmm. of that collaborative hip hop that we talked yeah, about. Yeah, they didn't care about. You like, know what I mean? They didn't give a, because it was producer driven. It, it wasn't artist point, driven. Yeah. It was producer driven. It's all about the best song for the producer. The producer know that the rapper ain't real no <laughs> Yeah. Right, right. You see what I mean? Like we we get we get to peek behind the curtain. We know you lying anyway. So why is it if it, if you lying and why is the fact you got the right to lie? I got a nigga yeah. over here write better lies than you. You know what I'm saying? More eloquent lies. Won't you say his lies? Cause you say them better than he do. And I make beats better than both of y'all. And then we got the best right. possible song we can get. That's what them niggas was doing. Yeah, and they did it too. That's what they was doing. And they did it to death. They did it. They did it. And I'm glad they did because I parted <laughs> my little young heart out for some of that stuff when I was a kid. <laughs> for sure. Um, the last person I'm gonna mention, man, Ooh. when we get out of here is Easy Mo B. So- yeah. The only person so- I know to produce Both. a song right. with Big and Pop. Yep. Yeah, well, I'm talking about that, that's featuring Big oh, okay. and Pop both because on the I know he did production on two, both of the albums. I wanted you to get to that. Yeah, yeah. But I am. But before I even get to that, people need to know that there's a song out there that's that's Ooh. that's got Big and Pac on it that's produced that's by Easy Moby. And if I'm not mistaken, it's called okay. "Running from the Police." I think that's what it's called, "Running from the Police." 
But yeah, it's not the it's not the greatest song ever. Right. But it exists. But but yes, at a time where there was beef going on, this dude produced let's say how, how much of the uh how much of the damn Ready to Die album do you think? Seventy percent. He did. He did seventy mm-hmm. at least. At least, because Trap Masters yeah, did what two did on too. there, right? Trap Masters did two. Biggie, I mean not Biggie, but uh, Premier did one. Right. Premier did one. Yeah, Premier did one. Trap Masters did two. <laughs> That's about it, fam. Yeah. The rest, of, the rest of that shit is easy Getting little busy. Beat, dog. Getting busy. Getting busy. And if I and then I don't know how many he did on um on Pop album. I'm about to find out. What? He did he did two on Mr. Me Against the World and several other songs that didn't make the cut. And yeah, running from the police. Okay, he did two on me against the world. I thought he did but, more than that. But still, the fa- even the fact that he did that, that's all I was going to say. That's enough. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yep. That's a fact. He's definitely a super legend, man. Absolutely. Uh, he also did two joints on Life After Death. And what what two joints were those? Okay. I love the dough and going back to Cali. I wouldn't imagine. Yeah, he did that's what I was. Back. I wouldn't say. imagine he did either one of those. That nigga, right? He completely changed his production style. Wow. He won a Grammy with Alicia Keys for her work on the album "The Diary of Alicia Keys." This is the first one. Yeah, he really did. He, did. he put in some he, work, yo. Yeah. Definitely unsung. I mean, I think the producers of some of these classic albums, right? You know what I mean, need to be spoken about, like Ski Beats and Easy Mo B. At a time where Premier and Pete Rock, right, took right. all the shine. Yeah, you, know mean? No it was, you know what I mean. So, <clears throat> right, it was. But they weren't the only producers in the game. It was making it happen too, for sure. I mean. If you think if you name a name a great Lost yeah. Boy song, if you yeah. you talking about so more Moby? likely he did Life Size Rich and Shameless or Renee, but Let's Coop the Bill. Oh, he definitely did all of those for sh- yeah. every one of those, every one of them. Yes, sir. And everything yeah. remains raw. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Buster. Yeah, Lost Boys. Um, Lost. He did a lot for. You Lost can Boys. hear it, and I can hear it. Like you listen to the music, it, it sounded. Yeah, you can hear his sound. That bop, though, dude, dude. Let's say this. I don't know if Bad Boy gets to where they get to without without because before the Hitman dog, right. it was Easy Mo B. Straight up, before the Hitman, it was Easy Mode being Trap Masters. Fact. That was the production engine for Bad Boy. 
Cause, cause flavor in your ear is easy mo B all day. Yeah, and Trackmasters did the remix. <laughs> Ain't that crazy? That's wild. So, yeah, he was the he was the you know he was the okay. person that was on my list. Uh, I had those were the last four that I didn't get to. I had Ralph McDaniel's Hitman, Howie T, Herbie Lovebug, and Easy Mo B. My my list was a little bit producer heavy. Yeah, yeah, of course. But that's to be expected. I think I had what one rapper, two rappers. You had two. You only had one. One. Okay. One. Grandmaster okay. Cass was, I think, the only rapper I had. Yeah, he's the only rapper I had. Yeah, I think this was good though, man. And I wrote down the ones that you said. So in all, we named Clark Kent, Q-Tip, DJ Kid Capri, Lupe Fiasco, DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince, Carl Kana, Trap Masters, Ski Beats, Grandmaster Kaz, Hitman Howie T, Ralph McDaniels, Herbie Lovebug, and Easy Mo B. Right. And Sylvia Robinson. I'm happy with that. I am. How many we get? Those last four, let's see if without those last four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> Without my four right honorable 10. mentions, though. <laughs> ten. Right at ten. Without <laughs> without the four honorable mentions, we hit ten on the knot. Yo. Yeah. That's we can't do no better than that. No. Can't do no better than that. Yeah, man. So you I, I, yeah, with we that did. being said, I'm sure we lot. did enough on this. You know, I even got some stuff to go back All and right. look at. Looking too. Yeah, me too. I, I there's some stuff I want to learn after listening to it. That's good. This what that's the way right. this conversation is supposed to leave you. I should have drank more water on this joint too. I feel like I got the mumble mouth, like I was on uh, Fat Albert, and I got the, the tobacco <laughs> pulled down all the way over my face. <sighs> A mush mouth. Yeah, I'm happy. But yeah, but yeah. I'm happy with it. And since we did enough on this one, man, as usual, I'm going to ask y'all to go to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at Conversate for a Few. After you do that, go to your favorite streaming platform, your favorite DSP. I don't care if it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, or Spotify. Just make sure you subscribe to Conversate for a Few Hip Hop Podcasts. Make sure you share the show with your friends. That's the only way they're going to know that we here is if you let them know. Please rate the show. Give us five mics. Give us five stars, five bars, whatever you like, as long as they ours. Uh, <clears throat> comment. Share in the yeah. comments what you think about our list. And anybody that you want to add to the list or anybody that you think don't belong on the list, let us know in the comments. Uh, I don't know if I, I said mm-hmm. share, I said rate, I said comment. I think that's all for that. Uh, stay tuned for the limited edition Futane Clan merch. I promise it's coming. Um, matter of fact, to put some pressure on ourselves, I think we're going to holler at, at Humble Let's Good do and see if we can't make that happen sometime this week. What day is this? only Tuesday, right? Yeah. It'll be Wednesday when they right. hear this. So by the time y'all hear this, we will have hollered at Humble Goods to see what we can make happen on this limited edition Futane Clan merch because it's already designed. We just got to ship it out. And with that being said, yo, I'm Jonah. I'm Alan. This was not a podcast about classical music.
Absolutely was not. This is a podcast about hip hop. Make room for the tag. Conversate for a few. Conversate for a few. Hustle. Welcome. Man, they had to send me. Hustle from Raleigh. Live from NC with your host, John and Allen. Relate to the two. You are now listening to Conversate for a few. Check it on SoundCloud. Debate with your crew. They talking hip-hop from the late to the new. From July till June end. No Fridays for me. Tune in. Please listen to this podcast. 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 Conversate for a few. Conversate for a few.